0: What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we got two items to talk about in 4K Spotlight. One being a Academy Award nominee. Uh, we got a, a new trailer to talk about in Through the Wall, which me and Caleb are both stoked for. It's looking so, so good. Uh, and then after that, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our, th- 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 which will be our breakdown of Creed 3. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started?
1: I say let's frickin' do it.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, guys. I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word. And on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller. Uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate and also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us and get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then.
0: All right, jumping right into 4K Spotlight, even though none of these are on 4K. That's kind of the funny thing. Um, so <laughs> f- first up, we got uh, Brendan Fraser's... Sorry. Wow, Darren! Darren! Oh my good lord! Darren Aronofsky's *The Whale*, starring Brendan Fraser. There we go. Um, which is up for three Academy Awards this year, including Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, and uh, Best Makeup and Hairstyling. So this is definitely I one I want to see. I don't know if I'm gonna boot Blue, Oh my god! You're <sighs> Starting the day, Stirling, aren't you? Yeah. Did. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm going like how long is it? Like I, how long? Like two and a half weeks without a day off, and I'm like really starting to feel it. Yeah, because my whole team just decided to get sick on me. So hell yeah, I love it. That's borderline abuse, (laughs) (laughs) right? Oh, dude, you don't want to know how many hours I worked last week. Um, But let's not talk about that. Anyway, the whale. Uh, Like you said. I don't know if I wanna blind buy this one, uh, just because I have a feeling usually when it comes to I don't wait, I actually don't even know the studio that made this movie. But anyway, I'll bet you it's gonna be twenty two like ninety six or twenty two ninety nine. Twenty three bucks. I don't know if I wanna spend that on a blind buy right now. That's fair.
1: I mean I've heard nothing but good things about the whale, but it also doesn't seem like it'd be like our type of movie. I think it'd be one where after we watch it we're like, Oh, that was pretty good. But I don't know if it'd be worth owning.
0: Yeah, I feel it's probably gonna be like a one-time watch,
1: and then I'll be That's like, "Okay, I feel I'm about good. Most Oscar nominations, like at least for Best True. Picture, like they usually throw out give us like good one-time watches.
0: I, I feel everything Everywhere All at Once though is different because I have watched that one a couple times.
1: That's fair. Like there, de- there's definitely like some sprinkled in, but I feel for the most part, like. What was it, Nomad Land? Like, I could care less about watching that again.
0: Yeah, I remember we were very different uh, when it came to that movie. We were very split.
1: Like, is that a movie that you'd watch again?
0: Oh, yeah, I've watched it again. I've only seen it twice. Dude, but what the shit? Have, like, maybe I'm just what? an asshole. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say that. There's been, uh... I don't know, it just kind of depends on the movie, uh... Like I'm trying to think of like Oscar winning movies that like I've seen once and never went back back to back to um god what can what was the oscars last year um shit why am i drawing a blank here for like oscar winners this is really sad
1: because we suck at watching movies for the oscars
0: <laughs> that is true <laughs> even though we're going to change that next we year are, like you said
1: absolutely
0: yeah um but anyway uh the whale comes out this tuesday on blu-ray if you guys want to pick it up i love the the front is literally just a it's a like you could say that this is a um what, what are like the uh pictures that like actors will use uh when they go to an audition like a headshot headshot <laughs> literally take out the background you could you could use this as a headshot, like dead, serious. <laughs> like I'm dead serious. Like look at this shit.
1: That'd be a really shitty headshot, <laughs> but f- fair, I guess.
0: <laughs> I I don't know, like I don't know why it's screaming out to me headshot. I mean, I don't I don't know if like studios want you to look that freaking depressed, but um. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the whale. Uh, next up, uh, coming out this Tuesday, is the uh, Tom Hanks movie, A Man Called Otto, which was not Oscar-nominated, unfortunately. Actually, I can't say unfortunately. I've never even seen the damn movie. Um, but I love how... <laughs> so, <laughs> the cover is freaking... El- so, it's Tom Hanks, and then, like, literally, it's just a bunch of reviews behind him. Like, okay. That's, like, a way like, to for
1: the movie? Yeah. Wait, for the movie? It's like for...
0: Yeah. Like... How boring. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that... That's just like a way to say, please buy my movie. Please. You see, people think that's good. You'll think it's good too. Just buy it, please.
1: Dude, I thought this... Like the whole movie was about like a dude Karen that was like... He does nothing but write... Like, Yelp reviews. I'm Maybe checking. not.
0: <laughs> nope. Nothing about writing reviews. Ah, damn it. That's so stupid. Oh. <laughs> well, now I'm disappointed. I don't know if I even still want to watch it. No, I'm still going to watch it. Um, but this is another one that like I'm probably just going to wait till it comes to streaming. I'm sure it's going to come somewhere for streaming. Um, I don't know where, but I'm sure it will come to something. So that's when I will check a man called Otto and the whale out is when. I am really yeah. butchering my sentences so far in this episode. Like, wow, it better get better for me.
1: <laughs> I'm checking to see. Oh, what the hell? It says a man wow. called Otto's coming to Disney Plus. No shit. And that's what I go I googled a man called Otto streaming release date and it says uh wait a man called Otto franchise what the shit
0: it's a it's becoming a franchise it didn't even do that well at theaters I thought
1: this must not be the right movie oh this is a f- scam website ah <laughs> damn it I friggin fell for it too I hate when that happens it's okay man it happens to the best of us. It does not say anything about when it's coming to streaming.
2: Damn.
0: Well, Which I, I sure guess we'll, it's like I'm a sure.
1: smart thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, so people will go out and buy it. I get it.
1: Yeah. If I had okay, if I had to take a shot in the dark though on where I think it might end up, I would have to say Amazon.
0: Okay. I could see that. Who? Well, who's the studio uh, that made it? Ooh, that, that's actually a really good thing to look at. That's, that's always like a very good indicator. Uh, Sony. If it's Sony, it might go to Netflix. Most Sony movies go to Netflix. Yeah, I could see
1: that going to Netflix, too.
0: Wait, this is the second adaptation of it?
1: It's a remake?
0: Oh, so the original was a 2015 Swedish film. Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: They tend to do that a lot because there was a French film um that was remade like not too long ago, but I I actually I don't know when it was made, but it was um as a French film, but then they remade it and it was Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart that were in it. Oh, the upside. Yeah,
0: so that was yeah. uh, a remake. Okay, that that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The upside. Yeah, I always wanted to see that movie, but I never checked it out. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, really good. Then I will still check it out. Um. So that's it for uh, 4K spotlight. Um. If you all, any of you, want to pick up those uh, two titles. So, moving on to our Through the Wall, we got our first trailer for Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And I am I'm all in for this. Bro. The, like, holy shit. The fact holy. that teenagers are actually voicing the turtles is freaking awesome. Dude, this looks freaking good. It it really does. I'm loving the Spider Verse animation too, or that kind of that kind of animation style. I'm this, digging it for the turtles. I will. Okay, I will say this. I don't think
1: that's it's fully like Spider Verse level animation because Spider Verse kind of had a uh, sense of realism. This fair animation is very. It's a lot more stylized than I would say um, Spider Verse was good point and i'm loving it like it looks so freaking good
0: it does oh my god and they gave splinter an afro they gave splinter an afro yeah oh you didn't notice that in the trailer no yeah that's yeah, freaking hilarious Sp- yeah they gave master splinter an afro oh
1: my gosh dude this movie is going to be the shit Okay, I, I'm watching the the trailer kind of play on the IMDb site. So yeah, yeah. I, I did catch the the fro. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Um, gosh, dude, this is so different than anything we've ever gotten related to Ninja Turtles, because it it's really like the is. Ninja Turtles have all like haven't had that teenage feel until now. And it works so freaking well. It works way better than I thought it was going to.
0: Right. Yeah, that freaking the the scene where they're just goofing off uh, on top of uh, that building, just filming each other, throwing freaking ninja stars and watermelons o- over each other's heads. Like, I'm just like, yeah, that's something teenagers would do. I love it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, dude, this movie's gonna be the shit. It is, and dude, the voice cast. Oh man, oh,
1: the cat. Holy balls, dude! This cast is going to be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, freaking the the one that like stood out to me right when they announced it. Jackie Chan as Master Splinter, dude. Like, can... <laughs> can you say perfection? Yeah,
1: dude. Th- this. This feels like Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan's love
0: child, dude. Yeah, seriously though, it really does.
1: Like this feels like he went. Who would like teenagers cast <laughs> as the yeah. Ninja Turtle villains, and he just ran with that. And he's like, I, like that. It, that's exactly how it feels. Like freaking Ice Cube voicing Superfly or John Cena voicing Rocksteady. I mean Seth Rogen doing Bebop.
0: <laughs> that I, actually works perfectly. I'm sure he just wanted to be in the movie, but like that is actually like perfect casting. Yeah,
1: freaking Paul Rudd is in here, Rose Byrne, Giancarlo Esposito, um freaking Maya Rudolph, Hannibal Burt, Hannibal Buress, Post Malone. Holy balls dude this is gonna be killer
0: cast this is gonna be
1: the i dare say this might be the best animated feature of the the year i i am damn near willing to call that now
0: okay that's a bold statement but i know
1: (laughs) i hope i'm not eating that the statement like when the movie comes out
0: I mean, you but, might, considering Spider-Verse, uh, or... Oh, yeah. shit, I forgot about yeah, Spider-Verse. <laughs> across, yeah, Across the Spider-Verse comes out this year, buddy. Oh,
1: damn. This is going to be the year for animated film, then.
0: C- yeah, sp- considering it's those two, and then that new Pixar movie, Elemental. Isn't that what it's called?
1: Elemental, I i don't have the highest hopes for. I Like, don't get me wrong, I think it'll be good. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll be on the same level as this movie, and maybe I'm just like super hyped because the trailer was absolutely bitching. Um, but I don't think Elemental is going to be on the same level. Like, dude, I dare say Pixar or Disney Pixar. I know Pixar's not doing is Pixar doing Elemental? Yeah, it's Pixar. Okay. I think Pixar is going to get left in the dirt with some of these studios.
0: Talking shit on Pixar, huh? Dude,
1: my issue is, like, Pixar animation, like, it's... You can distinguish Pixar animation, I feel, out of, like, anything. Kind of the same situation with Disney animation, it's very, like, realistic. It's it's simplistic. It's kind of... It's basically what Disney... It's basically a 3D version of just Disney hand-drawn shit. And Fair. Pixar's gotten a little bit better with kind of, like, caricatures of people. Like, and I'm thinking, like, Coco, um, Encanto. Is Encanto Pixar? Pa- Encanto's no, Encanto's Disney. Okay, whatever. Did these, one one, these one day are he'll, so he'll, he'll get these right. No, I won't. <laughs>
0: he'll, he'll learn. Don't don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll 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 make sure that he does.
1: The basically what I'm getting at: Pixar and Disney have very distinct styles that are very easy to just kind of pick out. And I don't think that it is as interesting as what DreamWorks is doing, or Maybe even Illumination. I know Illumination's kind of well. That one might be a stretch. Dream DreamWorks though is freaking rocking it.
0: I mean that Mario movie animation's looking incredible.
1: I'll give you that. I will definitely give you
0: that. Yeah, we um, forgot about that one. What about Mar- Mario? Do you think that could be a contender for best animated? No film of the year. Really? Shit. I
1: okay. think it will be good, but not. Animated of the year,
0: okay, all right.
1: Um, but it's yeah, some it's bold just, calls here, people. I know, <laughs> like so. Th- this, I think, people are like just itching for more stylized film, and this is exactly that. It is as stylized as you can possibly get. Like all of the the line work that you see, it's all very, like, rough. And it, it almost looks like coloring outside the lines a little bit, but it works really well. Yeah, that's true. So, I'm I'm loving what they're doing. Um, What animation studio is doing like that, real quick? Paramount. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Paramount's this might be something that blows paramount up at least in terms of animation
0: i guess we'll find out in august
1: yeah um i am extremely excited for this movie or actually it's just distributed by paramount that's not the oh. studio okay so it's it's showing oh paramount animation i didn't know
0: that they had their own animation division but cool
1: yeah, so, so the production companies are Paramount Animation, Nickelodeon Movies, and Point Grey Pictures, which Point Grey is founded by Seth Rogen.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So I am extremely excited for what this movie is going to offer. Um, like we said, the cast is off the hook. Um, and the kids that they chose to play... The turtles, like we have, there's only one that I actually know. So I don't know any. So, um, so Donatello is voiced by Micah Abbey, who has been in a lot of Disney stuff. Oh, Okay. Um, he was, he was in a lot of episodes in this show called Cousins for Life on, on Disney. It looks like Disney. I'm not sure if it is. It might be Nick, but it, it lo- it's like sitcom-esque. Hmm. Um, the rest, he's it's been like super small parts. Like he was in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. One episode of three different shows. Like he hasn't been in a lot. Okay. Um, so this is going to be something that I think blows up his career. Like this is going to be super good for him. Um Mikey is gonna be voiced by Shimon Brown Jr. who has only been in one show and it's called The Chi. Never heard of it. Uh it's a showtime movie. Or show. (laughs) Not a movie show. Um so yeah, he's been in a majority of those uh those episodes. Um, but that's all he's been in. Then R- Leo is going to be voiced by Nicholas Cantu, who hasn't been on a whole lot of shit. Just random episodes here and there, like it's just maybe one episode, two episodes through, just random shit.
2: Hmm,
1: all right. Oh, uh, do you watch? Have you ever seen the Amazing World of Gumball? No, I'm not. You know what the show is, though.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, kind I mean, I've seen like, like, like maybe like a little clips of it. Never yeah, like actually the, like the a blue, whole episode. The blue cat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he was the voice of Gumball. No shit. Mm.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, his voice actually fits really well for Leo. I
1: think it does too. Um,
0: I know mean, the only one that I kind of maybe it's just because I'm. Donny's my favorite. His voice is maybe a little too high for me. His is like the only one like I have like a slight problem with, but I'm still okay with it. The other 3 sound fantastic.
1: I'll give you that. Um anyway, then last up we got Raff, who's going to be voiced by Brady Noon, and you should know who that is. Um, he v- was Thor, the spiky-haired kid in Good Boys.
0: Oh shit, that's him!
1: Yeah, he was also the voice of Greg Heffley in the animated Diary of he, a Wimpy Kid and Roger. He was.
0: Ull. Yeah, he was because I remember like complaining that why is why does Greg have a deeper voice than Roderick? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so he's uh, he's voicing Raph. Alright, no wonder I loved the voice so much. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Kid's yes. actually pretty good at voice acting. Yeah, he's a great voice actor.
1: At least from what we got. Yeah. So, I I do hope that they stick with the typical hierarchy of the Turtles, where Leo's the, the leader it kind of seems like it's going that route because Leo wasn't like actively participating in the shenanigans that all the other turtles were.
0: That is that is like very he, true.
1: It kind of seemed like, Oh, as a leader, he needed to go be like a supervisor.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and also like the ending, when they're talking to April about the whole, um, what does she say? Um, goo. But then they're just like, eh, I mean, you could say it that way, but we like ooze. It just rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. <laughs> kind of Wasn't, like, Leo, like, you could, like, he was, like, straight up at the front of the pact, and, like, the other three were kind of, like, a little behind him, so I feel like they kind of know that he's he's the main one. Yeah. He's the man in charge. But I... Which like is how said, it should be. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like,
1: yeah. Leo's always kind of been the perfect leader.
0: Oh, yeah. TM. If you guys disagree, whenever someone says, oh, I completely disagree, you know, Raphael should be the leader, I'm just like, go watch TMNT. Go watch TMNT. That movie tells you exactly why Raph shouldn't be the leader, but in the perfect way, it's not disrespectful to either of the characters. Just There there is a reason why Raphael should not be the leader, that it should always be Leonardo. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's... like that's how i've always felt i'm just like even like thinking about who else could lead the the turtles mikey is just too f- too fun yeah, like no, too kind of laid back too free free-willy to to lead yeah. donatello i think is too logical like it's yeah. too logical for his own good where it's like maybe it would become more of a He'd be a bigger problem, I think. Yeah, like, making the true. decisions and trying to analyze every little thing before he like attacks, and it just end up not working out very well. And then Raph has anger issues. Yep. So it's like Leo's just kind of the natural
0: leader to he's, that. So he he's the most mellow-headed out of, out of all of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like even I think even in the adaptation that they had, where it was like. Raph was leading, like from what I've seen. Raph's pretty uh, hot-headed in that too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, which I hear like
1: overall is like once you kind of get over some weird stuff, it's actually a really I
0: hear it's a good series. Yeah, and dude, the theme song is a freaking banger. Like that is one of my favorite theme songs of the whole franchise. Oh damn yeah have you heard the theme song i don't think i have okay you, you gotta listen to it after the after this episode actually i'm
1: going to take or pause it real quick and listen to the the theme song all right okay that was a that was a banger <laughs> <laughs>
0: right <laughs> it's so good
1: um dude that had like everything <sighs> that had like everything i loved from like the original theme song the just the typical, like teenage mutant ninja, like that mm-hmm. one. Oh my gosh, that that's a way banger, they describe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> way they described all the all tur- all the turtles. Perfect. Just it's a great theme song.
1: That was a damn good theme song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, yeah. gosh, I might just watch it for the theme song. That was <laughs> that was damn good. Um, but yeah, I don't have too much else to say about this. Other, like
0: no i'm 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 stoked excited. I'm over the moon
1: hmm I'm really excited for this the the cast alone is just gonna be the bomb dude straight up um are they going for an older oh yeah they are it looks like they're going for an older um April like we talking like in our twenties or um I would say Early twenties, it it seems.
0: All right.
1: Yeah. What the shit? Oh snap, dude! The freaking um, the chick that they got to put. Pl- oh what? Yeah. So the the chick that they got to play April is going to be in Thunderbolts.
0: No shit.
1: Yeah. Um. So her name is Ayo Edibiri. Hmm. Um, so, most people would probably recognize her, if you guys watch it, um, from The Bear, uh, which is on Hulu. It's oh, the the cooking show. Oh, okay. Um, trying to see what else she's in. She's a really good actress. Like, I, I freaking loved her in The Bear. Yeah, there's not really anything else that you would have seen her in.
2: Damn.
1: But I... I really like her. She kind of, like, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how old April ends up being, because she does have a voice that sounds a lot younger than she is. So, I mean, it, they could take it either way, like, make him the same age as the Turtles, make her the same age as the Turtles, or older, like, whatever they end up doing. Yeah. So, like I said, nothing but excitement for this movie.
0: Agreed. Um, Well, that's what we got. All that we got for through the wall. So, what do you say we move on to our headliner of the? I say let's do it. All right. Alright, so for this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down Creed 3. Uh, Caleb, would you like to let everybody know how we break down movies on this podcast? I
1: would love to. So, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies up into eight individual categories that we score um, to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are Story writing acting character development effects music costumes and then we give it our own personal score at the very end all of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar score Um, the grade house score is what's most important um, but we do get a percentage um as well just to see where like ranking wise within uh that scoring block they they are one day i'll come up with a better way to explain that but <laughs> hey it's but, yeah. okay uh, so yeah if you have not so if you have not seen creed 3 this <sighs> honestly i don't a hundred percent know if you have to see the other two y-
0: y- you know what I was thinking the same thing like because they kind of give you a refresher
1: a little bit
0: yeah so I
1: mean definitely go see the first one at least
0: yeah. um,
1: the second one I feel is a little too much of a rocky movie
0: so I think that one can be skipped the only thing that i think would confuse people because oh is the freaking cuz uh what's his face victor comes into yeah this victor movie. drago yeah that's like the only thing i can think of that would people would be like where the hell did he come from okay and... well we'll we'll say this just if you if you haven't seen the two, the other
1: two creeds you probably will be okay just know that there's going to be some things that you miss um but we would suggest watching the other two. That is what we did in preparation for this because we didn't want to score this unfairly about like maybe things that they threw in as Easter eggs. Um, yeah. Don't count us doing, doing this all the time though. <laughs> <laughs> like we did this uh... because there was only two movies and they just happened to pop up on HBO Max. <laughs> Even
0: after I, fr- I look.
1: Oh, oh my that, god, <laughs> that was hilarious, dude! Literally, I was
0: so <laughs> I freaking so last last week when we recorded this it's on Tuesday, I'm just like, okay, so I need I, we we need to watch Creed one and two, and so on Voodoo they were having a sale for uh, or a bundle pack of the first two for ten bucks. I'm like, okay, you know that's a really good deal, five bucks each. So so I bought it. Literally the next day, Caleb texts me, Rose, did you see what they put on HBO Max? I'm like son of a bitch,
1: <laughs> dude. So I was logging on to watch um, the Last of Us because I I I wasn't able to catch the the episode when it got released on Sunday. So I was I was logging in to watch that, and I saw the creed. And I was
0: like, oh no! <laughs> did they ever email you back? I forgot to ask. Oh yeah, they did. What did they say? I'm sure they said, oh,
1: sorry, we can't. Um, that is an excellent question. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so the email I said that you needed to provide the following information. Device used, exact title of the content purchased, and dates and amounts of charges. And that's it. But it doesn't get a link
0: to fair. it. That is very specific.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't and give like a link bucks. to enter any of that.
0: I guess they just want you to reply to the email with a... Uh, I don't know. It's 10 bucks. It's all good. <laughs> but now you got Creed 1 and 2. So, you know, there you go.
1: True. Um, but anyway, off that side note... Um, yeah, real quick. To also, um, we had... A question of the week in reference to this movie.
0: Oh, yes. I almost forgot.
1: Yeah. So we did something that we haven't done before where we kind of had a, uh, we put a poll in our, um, in our video. And so, anyway, for those of you that don't know, on TikTok and Instagram, we post a question of the week. Um, in reference to Creed 3. And we asked. Between peak. Adonis Creed. And peak Rocky Balboa. If they were to. Go into like. A boxing match who would win. Um. And we got a couple responses that were. So we just did like a poll. Like Creed versus. Rocky. And. Rocky took this by storm yeah he ended up getting 68 percent of the votes god damn
0: Wow, where's the love for adonis
1: over on instagram because instagram he got (laughs) 70 75 percent of the votes
0: hell yeah Woo, go creed
1: yeah and then um actually technically it was uh 66 percent just because I had to like vote to be able to see what the the count was. <laughs> and there were only three votes.
0: That's some- so okay <laughs>
1: there were there were two votes for for Creed, one vote for Rocky. Um, so yeah I thought that was that was pretty funny. But we did get some comments on that video. So the first response we got is from the Sigma Chucky. Who said, I feel like it would be Creed, but at the same time, it would be Balboa. <laughs> and I said, yeah, kind of a tough one. Yeah. Like, super tough. Tough decision. Um, next up, we got from Snoogans. Uh, they said, Rocky. I've contemplated this for a while, and I got to say Rocky. And then DJ comes out of left corner with saying clubber Lang.
0: Love it, my man, DJ, my man.
1: Yeah, so Clubber Lang is a a boxer from another Rocky movie, one that obviously we haven't seen. But yeah, he was, I've heard he, the name. But... Yeah, so he was played by uh, Mr. T.
0: Oh, okay. On oh, that man, I'm I'm going for neither. I'm I'm putting my money on Diamond Dame. That's Diamond Dame. On. Yep, I'm putting my money on Damien.
1: We just. That's a spoiler, what I was about to say.
0: <laughs> nice catching yourself. Good job.
1: Yeah, you're out of your mind. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So we got that responses. And then, like I said, we got a, a bunch of uh, interactions with our our poll. Like, a majority of the people that that, uh, that watched our video did our poll. And it was just okay. completely
0: on the side of uh, of Rocky. <laughs> so we definitely got to do these again. Oh, yeah. Start doing these more often. Cool. Yeah. Polls
1: end up doing pretty well. Uh, so anyway, thank you to everyone that responded and clicked on the poll. I, I am unfortunately not going to be able to tag every single one of you because there was a lot. Um, but I will be tagging the people that did put a, uh, a comment in. So thank you all of you for, uh, for- um, anyway, getting into this or before we get into this, if you have not seen, uh, Creed three, please do yourself a favor and go check this out before Ro- Rose spoils the entire freaking movie for you.
0: Yep. All right, let's see how this reading with Rose segment goes. (laughs) All right, in 2002 Los Angeles, a young Adonis Donnie Creed sneaks out with his best friend, Golden Gloves champion, Damian Diamond Dame Anderson, to watch him compete in an underground boxing match. After Dame's victory, he tells Donnie about his aspirations to turn professional and become a world champion. During a detour at a liquor store, Donnie impulsively attacks a man named Leon. In 2017, Donnie fights and wins in a rematch against pretty Ricky Conlan, newly released from his sentence and working his way back to be a contender for a championship fight. Donnie retires from boxing to focus on his wife Bianca and their daughter Amara. Three years later, Donnie runs Delphi Boxing Academy with his coach Tony Little Duke Evers Jr and is promoting his prodigy uh, sorry and and is promoting his prodigy world champion Felix El Guerrero Chavez in a match against Victor Drago due to her hearing problems Bianca forgoes performing and becomes a successful producer while the two keep watch over the declining health of Donnie's abdo- abdo- oh my god adoptive m- adoptive mother Mary Ann. Amara aspires to become a boxer like Donnie which gets her in trouble at school for punching another student. Dame reconnects with Donnie after getting out of jail, to whom he shares desires to continue his boxing career. Donnie reluctantly invites Dame to the gym to spar with Chavez, however his aggressive style draws scorn from Chavez and Duke. Dame later visits Donnie's home where he meets his family and shares about their time together at a group home, which Bianca has never heard of. Privately, Dame asks for a little shot against Chavez, citing Donnie's previous one in a million shot, which Donnie refuses. At a party for Bianca's Sorry. Yeah, at a party for Bianca's record label, Dame cryptically cryptically tells Bianca about Leon and that Adonis was keeping it a secret from her. Drago is attacked by an unknown assailant and becomes too injured to participate in his match against Chavez. Not wanting to lose the money spent on the event, Donny suggests Dame as an opponent, pitching an underdog fight much like Rocky Balboa's first title shot, which Chavez accepts. During the fight, Dame fights dirty but knocks out Chavez, winning the undisputed heavyweight championship. Following the match, an uneasy Donnie visits Marianne, who shows him, shows him letters Dame wrote to Donnie while in prison that she kept from him due to believing he was a bad influence. One letter contains a picture showing Dame with a fellow inmate that Donnie recognizes as the one who assaulted Drago. Realizing Dame orchestrated the attack, Donnie confronts him. Dame reveals that he manipulated all their encounters to set him up as, as a champion before giving him a black eye. Donnie is unable to open up to Bianca about his guilt over Dame who revels in his newfound fame and publicly slanders Donnie as a fraud who turned his back on him. Marianne suffers another stroke and dies. After her funeral, Donnie confesses to Bianca the truth, that Leon was the abusive caregiver in the group home he and Dame lived in before he was adopted. After Donnie attacked Leon at the lurker store, a brawl against Leon's friends ensued, causing Dame to pull a gun. As the police arrived, Donnie fled, but Dame was arrested. Attempting to block out the memory, Donnie never contacted Dame out of shame and guilt. Knowing Dame would not stop defaming him, he tells Bianca there's only one way to bring him down. Donnie goes on first take, where Dame calls in to go to goad Donnie over the phone. Donnie decides to come out of retirement and challenges Dame for the championship, which he accepts. After training with Duke and a recovered Drago, Donnie faces Dame in the Battle of In the Battle of Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium, Donny faces Dame in a grueling, evenly matched affair. Donny has visions of his abusive foster home and Dame's life in jail, leading to a knockdown in the final round. Donny sees his family in the crowd and lets go of his fear and guilt using Duke's advice. Adonis rises and intimidates a tired Dame, uh, delivering a knockout to win the match and championship. Afterwards, Donnie reconciles with Dame, with both men admitting it was not the other's fault. Donnie joins Bianca and Amara in the ring in the empty stadium where he pretends to box with Amara. Oh, man.
1: Dude, such an an improvement from
0: the second movie. Dude, straight up. You know what? I'm going to say probably a very unpopular opinion with this movie. Um, So I know, I'm sure a lot of people know that Sylvester Stallone was not in this movie. Um, He had his reasons, blah, 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 blah. Um, I did not miss him. I'm sorry. Like, literally, uh, once the uh, credits started rolling, I'm like, oh yeah, Rocky wasn't in this movie. But I didn't (laughs) notice, because the story and the characters were just that freaking good. And I love that this is actually, it's finally... Adonis's story. It's just all focused on him. We don't have like them like and I know like they didn't try to focus on Rocky in the first two, but it still felt like they were hanging on to that like oh we got to make sure that we give Rocky a good amount of uh spotlight just because, you know, he's the character that started this franchise. So, you know, we got to bring the people that love that love this franchise for him back to to see these movies. But the fact that he's not in this, I didn't miss him. Uh, Maybe it's just because I haven't seen any of the Rocky movies. These are the only uh, Rocky franchise movies that I have seen. Um, So, yeah, Sylvester Stallone wasn't in this, and I didn't miss him one bit. Nothing against Sylvester Stallone. Just didn't miss him.
1: Dude, that is exactly what my issue was with the second one. It felt so much like it was focused around Rocky kinda of hidden by the fact that it was um Drago, the one that killed Apollo. Um which I mean it it tracks like it, it the motivation was there, but it's they focused so heavily on Rocky's feelings about the fight that it really distracted from Adonis and Adonis
0: deserved better he really did but he got way better in this one
1: he got so much better in this one like he got treated right i feel and it was so freaking good like i I'm, I'm like I said, i'm i'm with you i was kind of eh about rocky not being there i know that it was um that there was kind of drama behind the scenes but I'm glad that he wasn't in this too. I think if he was, it would have just kind of distracted and felt like another Rocky movie. Whereas this, it actually truly felt like it was
0: Adonis's story. I want to say it was in an interview that uh, they asked Michael B. Jordan, you know, like about the absence of Sylvester Stallone and everything. And he said, I'm going to tell you this right now. Most fans that have watched the Creed movies some of them haven't even seen a Rocky movie, so they really could probably care less if Rocky was in the third one, but he was very, what's the word, civil. I don't think there's any blood, bad blood between uh, Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. I could be wrong. No, one.
1: absolutely not. So no. um, I don't know what... Because he said like he's more than welcome
0: to come back whenever he wants.
1: Yeah, they've said that, but... Sylvester I don't, th- I don't think so will. Uh, no so Sylvester a- agreed to help produce this movie because of how much he enjoyed working with Michael B. Jordan the reason that he wasn't in this is because he now refuses to be in any of the v mo- or he refuses to work with the Wexlers isn't because he wants to he wants to, all the rights to Rocky I think it's something along that those yeah. lines yeah but I'm like, whatever. okay, like whatever. But again, it's just I don't I don't think it he needed to be in this one. The first one, I would say yeah. I think he That one he, made sense. Oh yeah. Like that one definitely made sense. Like it, it tracks exactly like his motivations there. Um like going to the man that knew most about his father like it 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 tracked it worked really well for what the movie was um it wasn't until it was the second one that just like i said felt a little too rocky for me
2: no
0: i agree adonis really takes uh what's the word a uh god damn it uh backseat sideline yeah yeah, in his own it takes the backseat to his own story. Yeah, that's bullshit.
1: Yeah, and it's all because Rocky, like, don't get me wrong, freaking Rocky and his motivational like pump up speeches were the shit. But yeah, he didn't need to be in it as much as he was. So with this one, I am really glad that it was just solely Adonis's story. Um, I think they didn't. Excellent job, like giving him like a proper motivation. Um, kind of not being super predictable, like the second one was. The sti- Dude, second seriously. one, I I compare to a freaking Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> it or not a movie, a Dragon Ball show. Because in in Dragon Ball, uh, a new enemy appears, beats up the hero. The hero narrowly escapes with his life he then turns around and trains super hard and then comes back and defeats the the bad guy in the, like a in a just i don't know how to explain it but just comes in and defeats the enemy that previously beat him up and everyone cheers and blah 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 like freaking it's just so formulaic and that's exactly what they did yeah that is exactly what they did with the second one to a freaking T like, oh, Victor Drago's this total frickin' badass and whooped his whooped him within an inch of his life and then he comes and he's like, You need to train old school and like this is how I beat him Like frickin' Like, come on, dude <laughs> Like I can uh, give a flying shit about how you beat Drago way back when, at least now. So
0: I did just, appreciate, um that in this one they brought um Victor back, um and it like kind of like took me back for a minute but then I'm like wait the 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 only reason that you know Victor was fighting was to you know make his it, for his dad to love him to make him happy like he was only in this because he knew the story between his dad and Rocky so you know he wanted to help his dad out there was no bad blood between him and Adonis oh yeah it, 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 and I think that dude did
1: amazingly well at like showing that oh yeah Like, even in the second one, like, he he was throwing his gloves up, like, he was trying to be super respectful and everything. It was Adonis that was being a freaking dick.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah. And... Yeah,
0: come on, if you don't touch gloves, you're a freaking asshole.
1: Yeah, that's just, like, a a super disrespectful move. (laughs)
0: Like, honestly, if I was Victor and he didn't do that, all right, all right, I'm gonna knock your ass out and I'm gonna enjoy it this time, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But
1: like try, like focusing on this one, it, it was nice to see that they were able to overcome those hurdles um, and become friends, I guess. I mean that, that's what I mean I, he I would came view it as.
0: I would think so. I mean he came when uh, Adonis asked him to, to to help him out for this the match against Damien. So it wasn't
1: even necessarily Adonis that, that asked. It, I think it was Duke. But he came to like oh, yeah. support um he came to support Adonis in his time of need and Yeah. Like that was great and really well done. The um dude the story that they that they told was inc- was incredible. I love it- that they did like these flashbacks.
0: Dude, I do because I don't know about you but like uh at the beginning of the first one when we're first introduced to Adonis as a kid um and you know it's right before um what's her name Gloria is that her name his mom uh Marianne Marianne I do not know where I, got, where I got Gloria sorry um you know before she you know you know um, picks him up on uh, the f- the fight that he gets into and everything like I don't know like I was very curious, curious to see, like, okay, before this moment, like, how bad was his childhood? Like, the, you know, the fact that his dad was Apollo Creed, his dad died when he was young. I was very, very curious to see not only what happened before, but what happened after. Because Damien and him didn't, like, did they know each other, like, super young? Or was it, like, when we were introduced to them, was that, like, like, oh... Oh no! They had to have known each other for quite a while, right? Like probably since they were like pretty yes. young kids. So they were in
1: like the group home together. Um, okay. Adonis was kind of a ad- like Adonis had been adopted at that point. Um, okay. when when they were s- when he was sneaking off to go to the fights with uh, with Damian. Oh yeah. Okay. So So, this, so they knew them. So Adonis knew Damien prior to him being adopted by uh, Marianne.
0: Gotcha. Okay, makes sense.
1: And yeah, so like that relationship was already there. It's just not something that we saw because it was just like he was in juvie.
0: Yeah, which honestly, the way that they set it up in this movie, I feel was like perfect. I, I didn't really need more. I would have been fine getting more about their, um, their relationship as, as a younger, younger, fr- I mean, they were honestly brothers, so like younger brothers. Um, but I'm okay with what we got. Like, they, they told us what we needed to know to understand where each, each one was coming from. Yeah, exactly. I think they did
1: an excellent job just crafting this this story and getting us to understand why the bad blood was
0: there. I do have a question for you. Um, so when he gets out of jail, Damien says he spent um, 18 years? Yes. Okay. Maybe I just didn't catch it. Um, But was the only thing that he went to jail for was having a gun? So... Or what else did they say it was? It was kind of a... It was a violation
1: of his parole. Because he... He had already been in trouble before. Okay. And so he... Like, getting caught with the gun, him being a legal adult... And, all, like, all of that just kind of stacked up against him. So, he was just more, like, not... Tr- he was trying to actively avoid trouble. Okay. All right, and so, when that came... When that whole situation came up, it was just... They caught an 18-year-old pulling a gun on someone with two witnesses and just shitstorm. Just a an okay. complete and utter shitstorm.
0: Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah,
1: so it's it's it tracks that he would have been and then, like, on top of that, you had to add the assault charges.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, it
1: sucks. Shit adds up. Just, yeah, it, like, all of that shit just just added up. So, I mean, like, you understand, like, why he'd be so pissed because it's, like, 18 years of his life is just gone yeah and he was already older than adonis and wanting to go and claim the the championship title so it it made sense and dude the way that like it built up to this
0: final fight was awesome oh yeah dude this is my fair build to any final fight in the in these three Mm -hmm. movies Oh, yeah. It it really feels earned.
1: Yeah, like, the build-up to the... Like I said, with both of those, it felt very Rocky-esque, where it's like, oh, we get to see him train, and it's just training to get to the point of being able to win this fight. With here, like, we get to see the training, but we get to see,
0: like, the motivation behind it, too. Speaking of the training, I sorry, I got to bring this up because this is the one of the funniest movie theater experiences I've ever had. So during like the whole training montage where I don't know if it was they were going for Michael B. Jordan or Jonathan Majors. I think it was Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) but like you know like the scene where like he's like you know shirts off like sweaty you know like sh- really shiny there was someone in front of me that was like waving their hand and they're, they're just like oh my god he's so hot it was had this i had to freaking bite my tongue from not laughing it was so funny oh my god that's oh my awesome god. right oh man I mean, Michael B. Jordan's a good-looking guy, or I don't know if it was Jonathan Majors they were doing it for. I, like I said, I feel it, it was... It could have been was, either like, of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both look great. Um, <laughs> But I would never, like, freaking just start, like, fanning myself, like, oh my god, they're so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Was it a woman? No, I think it was a guy. It was a guy? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a guy. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Good for you for, you know, showing your pride, but like you know what like i i would not be doing that just because that's i i get yeah. embarrassed but you know what kudos to you for not being ashamed to do that yeah fair enough yeah um but one thing that i
1: really liked about that scene and usually like with those um montage scenes like i i typically like really dislike those in any sports movie not just boxing or whatever it's just any sports movie montages are like so aggravating but what i really liked was the um seeing the differences between their training style like adonis was training for like was winning was trying to win for something whereas damien was trying it felt more like he was trying to show off. Like all of oh, his, yeah. his yeah. workouts were very public. Everything, it didn't, it wasn't like consistent training. It was just, it seemed like it was more showing off than anything. Showing off, like, I'm the champ and all that stuff. Whereas Adonis was training in like an airplane hangar by himself. I mean, obviously, like with his trainers and whatnot, but he was training yeah. by himself and he was doing like the mental work and just like getting that that out. Like, and then it just kind of all came to blows during the final fight. And I'm so glad that the, what
0: with what they did with the final fight, dude. You know what I really liked is, um, like I feel for the most part, a lot of like, um, uh, wow, Donis's opponents had kind of like the same, not same fighting style, but the same like blocking stance or like the way that they did. Damien's was so different. The the way that he would block, the way that he would like do a run up or just, I appreciated that so much that their fighting styles were so different. I loved that. Yeah. I think the, f- the
1: cinematography for this was, was done incredibly well. It really like showed the, um, The contrast between their fighting styles, whereas Damien's was just super rough, like going in for like the big blows and Adonis was just ducking and weaving and like putting up like a fight, like strategy was behind it rather than wild haymakers.
0: Dude, I will say it was, it was honestly kind of hard watching um, Damien uh, fight uh, Chavez. Like for how freaking brutal and just him, like dude, I, was I love how they worked re- up, <laughs> dude. I love how the refs just like the the ref is literally just like you know what maybe he needs to look take another look at that rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's fighting dirty. Yeah, he was like, God damn, like it was it was bad, but yeah, like freaking when he did like the elbow to his face, it was it was his elbow right that clipped yeah. his face. I was like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, he was fighting dirt. Like, I think boxing is only, like... Hold on. All right. The commonly accepted rules for boxing. Fighters may not hit below the belt, trip, hold, kick, headbutt, bite, push, or spit on opponents. You cannot strike with your head, forearm, or elbows. You cannot hit with an open glove, wrist, or backhand, only closed fist punches. Uh, Fighters may not strike their opponent in the back, back of the head, neck, or kidneys. Uh, You cannot hold or use the ropes to gain leverage for a punch. Um, Basically following what the referee says, you cannot hit an opponent once they are knocked down. A floored boxer has 10 seconds to get up before being declared loser. Boxers hit with an accidental low blow, given a specified amount of time to recover, usually five minutes. If they are unable to at the end of their time, then they are disqualified. All bouts are scored by three judges. Okay. So, yeah, he was definitely playing dirty. Oh, yeah. It just... From what I see, there's nothing against hitting the arm or like the, sh- like that, or shoulders, but it definitely seems like it's uh,
0: a shady thing to do. All right. Good to know. I mean, I don't plan ever to get into boxing, but, you know, that's good to know. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I will say, though, I, d- I definitely can see an appeal to, to boxing, or just fighting like that in general because like especially if you deal with like anger issues oh yeah
2: like great way to take it out
1: yeah i feel like boxing or just fighting in general where you can like release all that pent-up aggression because like i remember like the fights that I, i got in with school or the fights i got in with my brothers i know those are are different But typically, after those fights, it's like, we would fight it out, give it our all, and then afterwards, we'd just be able to, like, sit there and kind of come to terms with our differences. Like, it was a good way to just kind of get it out there. Yeah. Like, it's almost like being able to feel where that person's at.
0: It's an interesting way to look at it.
1: Yeah, and the, it's like the conversations that you that I would have with those those people that I would fight with afterwards weren't like deep or anything. It's just there was a an understanding there. Like I'm trying to like explain this, but it, it's like I remember there was like a fight that I got in that was like a really bad one, where afterwards. We were able to like we talked for a minute, but it just felt like like what I was doing was more like defending against his attacks mm. and maybe like even countering them. Like it was just it was just stupid schoolhouse fighting, but it felt like he was going after something with a lot more aggression than I was. And I was just okay. more, like, trying to keep him from hurting me. And then it's just kind of afterwards, like, you could kind of, like, still sense that, that he he had a built-up anger within him yeah. that I wasn't holding. Okay. But then there's also been times where you could tell that there was, like, a mutual anger. Like, it's, it's just, I think, I forget, like, where I heard it, but fighting someone i think is the best way to figure out who someone is cuz i mean i like that cuz you get to see like do they fight dirty do they have some sort like sense of honor about them like are they going to freaking just like pop you in the nuts and beat the <laughs> shit out of you like you can you can always kind of tell who someone is based on how they fight or what I they're know. they're holding up like if Like if it just kind of starts off like light, light hits and then just kind of gets more aggressive and like you can sense all that within a fight. And I think that this movie showed off those feelings really well where Adonis was more kind of defense, ducking, dodging, trying to get out of the way and showing that he has an affinity to to run away. Or that's how he felt, that he's a coward that runs away. And then Damien, who's just holding all of this anger in, and you can see it just come out with every punch that he throws. Like, you can see just the weight behind it. And it's intimidating for sure. And I think they 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 shot that in such a way that made it way more impactful than it would be if they just kind of like shot it like a boxing
0: match. Agreed.
1: And I think showing that they were both kind of viewing things the same way where like Adonis was sitting there staring at Damien, seeing the 18 year old version of him. And then Damien doing the same thing, staring back at Adonis and seeing the kid version of him. And then they just boom, go right at it again. And just that like the meta, metaphorical fight that we see where it just you can see that they're giving their all and they're getting thrown up against like these hurdles like with the getting thrown up and the the um the ropes getting turned into like chain or a like a cell block like a jail cell or whatever it's just it was freaking interesting as hell to watch and i freaking loved it
0: that. anyway what do you what are you sitting at with the uh, story for how much I just enjoyed this this story just that that it focused on uh, Adonis didn't mention Rocky at all I don't think they did I don't think I ever heard uh
1: they mentioned him a couple times did? yeah or referenced him they said his name know. once and I think they made a reference to him later okay but,
0: but no like like the fact like I said like to me, he wasn't missed. Like I'm glad that, and like I said, it's nothing against Sylvester Stallone, but the fact that this was truly Adonis's story, um, him having to deal with his past, just everything that was thrown at him, uh, this time around was done so well, and it was such a great story. Um, so I think I'm sitting at like a, I'm gonna go 93.
1: Nice. I was around there too. I'm actually sitting at 92.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Moving on over to writing. Is it just me or when? Because I gotta when when this movie comes out in 4K, I'm I'm buying it. There's no doubt. But I definitely got to make sure that the subtitles are on because whenever they have those mouth guards in, I can barely understand a word they're saying.
1: Dude, that is the one thing that I missed from the other two because I was able to watch them with subtitles,
0: <laughs> right? So <laughs> whenever they put their mouth guard in, I'm like, God damn it! Well, now I'm not going to be able to st- understand what the hell you're saying. I'll try, but it's going to be hard. Yeah,
1: like it, when I, I'm going to definitely rewatch this with, uh, with subtitles because <laughs> like it got real difficult to understand. Sometimes I'm just like, Good hell! Can you just like. Take it out for a second. <laughs>
2: oh, but, shit. I mean,
1: that's not a writing issue by any means. No, that, does, I, that's not even an issue with, like, the movie in general. It's just, like, one of those annoying, like, gosh damn it, wish they would have thought this through. Yeah, <laughs> but I
0: felt like writing would be, like, the only part that, like, would make sense. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> it's, not, it's not even a gripe. I, I have a it's, hard time It's not time a gripe, talking. I just want to bring it up.
1: Yeah, it, I, I'm... Uh, Completely on board with you. It was really difficult to understand sometimes.
0: <laughs> but, I mean,
1: honestly, I feel the writing was just as strong as the story. It absolutely was. Like, it was incredibly written. Like, like I'm, I'm really happy with how they handled th- the conversations that
0: Damien and Adonis had. Seriously, they were done so especially uh, their first uh, interaction together after all those years that was done so tastefully. oh my gosh dude it, it was
1: it was weird because it's like you could feel that tension when they were just kind of sitting there like you could feel how awkward it was yeah oh well, yeah and then like like any anytime that they talked like I, I kind of found myself like just feeling really tense until the last conversation that they had and I kind of felt a little bit more at ease.
0: I was the same way.
1: Like they they did so good with that. I don't know what the hell it was that they did, but it you could just feel it, like feel how those conversations yeah. were going. Like the first like the first one you could you could feel like it was just an awkward tension and then kind of the same deal when they were like uh eating at his house and then once he'd won the title and was at the beach or or whatever doing his thing like partying it up and kind of exposing himself for like like what he was doing and like you could feel that betrayal from adonis and you knew just like oh man like something bad is happening and just you can feel just that sunken feeling in your chest and then at the the end when they have that that final heart to heart and that sense that they're moving on from each other again you can feel kind of all that tension just kind of
0: is gone it's just at a total calm oh dude i was so afraid that um they weren't gonna make amends once the once the fight was over, I, I, I was scared, but I'm glad that that I mean I'm sure people will think, oh well, that's just so stereotypical. Of course they were going to make amends. I don't care if it was considering how much I loved both of these characters. I definitely wanted them to leave on right terms. I wanted them to make amends, move on from their past. I don't know if I would
1: say that they made amends. I think they, I mean. I think they came to I an fear. understanding, like, just kind of understanding, right, like, point. yeah, we like, we were kids. We were just young, stupid kids. Shit happens. Blah, blah, blah. But I think when they left, it was more moving on than anything. That's like, I, I don't think that they, like, reconciled where they were, like, back to being friends again. I think it was very much like... Oh. This this friendship has run its course, and it kind of like it, it felt like a final goodbye to to Dame. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it was just kind of that seldom just, and like that heartbreak you feel when something like that happens, like that loss of a friendship.
0: Oh, yeah, it's never fun. It sucks. No. I don't recommend it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like most of them just kind of like slowly fade out or whatever, but this one just was ended abruptly. So you could definitely see why that hurt was, was there. And I don't think that was an easy decision or choice for Adonis or Damien to make, but no. it's one of those things. It's like they needed to, to make it, yeah, it that it way. To be- so I thought that was really well done. Like those, how, if I, if it was a script, like I'm, I'm, I'm crediting the script for that for those like conversations cuz that was just fantastic. Um hell, even the relation the uh the conversations between
0: Adonis and Bianca were really oh, okay. freaking good. Oh, especially when he finally comes clean to her and just finally lets lets all of his emotions out. Such excellent writing. Dude, it is so
1: good. And then like It was so interesting watching him train Amara, his daughter, like with the fighting, because he's talking about all these things about like, oh, it's not about power or speed, it's about control. And when he's like having that internal struggle of controlling his emotions. It was just it was oh, so well crafted. this movie was done so good and I like the t- this team is freaking off the hook. so the the writing credits for this so Ryan Kugler wrote the story oh, and then the screen was so good. yeah and then it looks like maybe his brother and someone else Zach Balin, what did he work on? Oh, he's so his only credits are uh, Creed Three and Richard. I've never heard of Richard or King Richard. Oh, King Richard. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, In Coogler, see, he's okay. So he wrote the screenplay for Space Jam and New Legacy.
0: All right, he definitely was able to uh, come back from that with this. He did a lot better with this. So, <laughs>
1: I mean, I think I think they did a, an amazing job with the uh, with the script. So, I mean, I'm right with you, given it basically the same as writing.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Like any issues that I had were just kind of like normal conversation stuff, and that's not really a big gripe. Yeah. All right, moving on over to acting, we have Michael B. Jordan, who played Adonis Creed, Uh, Tess Thompson, who played Bianca Creed, Uh, Jonathan Majors, who plays Damian Anderson, Uh, Wood Harris, who plays Tony Little Duke Burton, Uh, Felicia Rashad, who plays Marianne Creed, and then Myla Davis-Kent, who plays Amara Creed.
0: I'm very interested to see what, how our top threes might differ. Because number three for me is Tessa Thompson. Loved her. I, I loved her in all three of these movies. I um, mean, Tessa Thompson. She's a fantastic actress. Dude, she's um, the freaking heart of this movie. Yeah, like she a, really three is. of them. Dude, yeah, straight up. I felt like she had a lot more to do in this one, too, than the second one. Um, and they Absolutely. even dove more into her character. I love it. Dude,
1: freaking it. get rid of Rocky. <laughs> yeah. I'm we sorry, needed... we want to
0: focus on the new characters.
1: Yeah, I mean, get rid of him for the... Fr- like,
0: for the second. We saw him in the first. We're done. <laughs> That's all we need. We just... Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just like how... Uh, You know, her dealing with her music career, how she had to, you know, take a step back because if she kept going, uh, would have made her hearing even worse and she could have lost it sooner. Um, just, yeah, she did such a great job in this one. Like, like I said, as she did in the first two, um, like I love her in this role. Uh, number two, I'm going to give to Michael B. Jordan. Loved him as Adonis Creed. I always do. Bold. I know bold it is bold freaking oh. statement, bro. Oh, I, I know it is. I know it is. Um loved him once again as Adonis Creed. Fantastic performance. Um just the emotion that he's able to put into this character is is truly incredible. I feel this is the best like character that he's played in his career. Um second would probably be um That's Gilmore. another bold statement. I'm, in my opinion <laughs> I think this is the best character he's played in his uh, career. And I'm not even a late and I've never even, this is the, my first introduction to the Rocky franchise. So I feel that's saying a lot considering as you can see, I'm not that huge into boxing. Like honestly, if it weren't for Caleb saying he wanted to break this one down, probably never would have checked this one out or checked out any of the Creed movies, but I'm glad I did because yeah, Michael B. Jordan, fantastic. in this movie, such an incredible performance, but I got to give number 1 to Jonathan Majors. This man is just such an incredible actor. I th- what was it? Um Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania was the first time I had ever seen this guy act. Well, wait, no, I'm sorry. No, um Loki season 1 was the first time and absolutely fell in love with the guy. Amazing actor. And in this movie he was even better than anything I've ever seen him in. The the heart that he gave to this performance the you you could just tell that he was a broken man for what he went through being in 18 years in jail his friend turning his back on him just this guy went through the freaking ringer and the uh just all of the emotion that um jonathan is able to put into this character it's so weird saying because no there's not a lot of people named jonathan i feel so It's weird, like, saying my own name for it. That is also an actor's name. I know that's weird, but it just feels weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Does he spell it like you do, too? No. He spells it the boring way. He spells it J-O-N. I spell it the cool way. Or... I'm sure I've told you why my mom spelled it J-O-H-N, right? Uh, I don't think you have. Okay, so, really, really quick story. This is, like, side tangent. Really, really quick. So, originally... My mom wanted to name me Christopher because Christopher and Christina and my grandma was just like no 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 we're not going to do that. She recommended David. She's like no 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 we don't need another David in the family. And so my mom's like okay what about Jonathan? She's like okay. I like that name. So to piss my grandma off, my mom spelled it J O H N instead of J O M. That that's why my name is spelled differently than other spelled Jonathan. So
1: you gotta love those, like, petty things people do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I think it's a freaking hilarious story. Uh, but anyway, getting back to this Jonathan. Um, yeah, just such an incredible performance. Like, I know I wasn't supposed to be the one rooting for him, but I actually, like, wanted him to win over, over Adonis. Uh, just because... I don't know. Like I, I just I, I love him as an actor. I loved his character in this. He was just so good. I root for the bad. He and he's not a bad guy, but like he he he's the opponent. But I always root for the bad guy, like the the so called one you're supposed to be against. I'm always rooting for him. I I don't know what it is. Um, I think maybe you're hoping for like a redemption. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, but yeah, just. Just top-notch performance, and like I said, Michael B. Jordan was incredible. But Jonathan Majors just a little bit better of a perform, better like it's barely, barely a step up. Like they're they're neck and neck. But I gotta give Jonathan Majors number one. Amazing. Oh
1: boy. All right, I'm I'm going to agree with your number three being Tess Thompson. I absolutely agree with you on everything you said. Um, she's just. An incredible actress. Definitely one of the best of our our current time. Like I freaking love her. Oh. I'm giving them num- I have to give number two to Jonathan made It's close. It is seriously, it could be a coin flip. Like I don't disagree with a single thing that you said about either of the Michael B. Jordan or Jonathan Majors. They are both incredible powerhouses. Of acting, um, but I'm giving number two to Jonathan Majors. He does a, an amazing job at playing just this <sighs> broken and just struggling man that just had his his hopes and dreams just kind of ripped from him, and I think he portrayed that that hurt so well. In every aspect of his performance, like his, just his audio, or not his audio, just his his speech, and his physicality when he was fighting was just his his physicality spoke for itself. Like he did so well, and but I'm giving Michael B. Jordan number one. I think he he did exactly what jonathan majors did kind of portrayed the like how someone who has past traumas come up like how how that person like would react it was very realistic in in my eyes but i think what put him just maybe a hair above jonathan majors was his more emotional scenes like one where he's breaking down when his when his mother passes away or when he's, like, in the ring facing off against uh, Victor Drago and just kind of having, like, an emotional breakdown and then just, like, is able to come back f- from that with just a new resolve. Like, he-, he pulled that off so well. So, again, like, the these three are... <clears throat> just powerhouses of acting
0: ability yes they are so and the fact whatever. that they've all been in a marvel movie is freaking hilarious they're all they're all in the mcu that makes me so happy <laughs> dude it kind of makes me think of how freaking
1: um like it's who you know when it comes to freaking acting that's true. <sighs> And I, I think it's like Ryan Coogler has has worked with
0: Michael B. Jordan on damn near everything. <laughs> Dude, I remember when you know before I stopped pursuing a digital cinema degree, um, the, one of the biggest things that they said I think in like my first class was that if you do not have your foot in the door in in Hollywood or in the sorry in the movie industry by the time that you graduate, you, you literally you could just throw your um degree away because it's going to be so hard for you to get in after you graduate. You have to have your foot in the door by the time that you get that diploma.
1: That's messed up. Yeah, but what can you do? But yeah, I mean Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan have worked on all of Ryan Coogler's <laughs> projects, like other than I mean, the that- shorts. Like if you look at Mike or uh, Ryan Coogler's. Um, Uh, directing IMDb. He has three shorts and then it's Fruitvale Station, which features uh, Michael B. Jordan. Same as Creed. Same as Black Panther. And same as Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Michael B. Jordan is in every single one of those movies. (laughs) I love it. And then he's in a lot of freaking movies that... uh, that he's produced too like he's in creed 2 he's in space jam a new legacy he's in creed 3 oh
0: yeah i forgot the whole freaking michael jordan joke i remember that yeah so
1: i mean i mean he's in a lot of shit but yeah definitely a, a who you know situation here <laughs> and you know what i mean That's not saying okay. it's bad like i'm not like yeah, trying like, to discount his Yeah, they're an amazing team. Like, anything that Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler work on together, I am absolutely watching. Yeah, sign me up. Like, I didn't really have an interest in watching um, Fruitvale Station until I started realizing that, like, how well these two work together. So, definitely, definitely given acting, like, a really high score. Because this was just powerful. How high, though? Honestly, I think I'm like ninety, ninety five. 95. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, what are you thinking about character development?
0: This is very, very solid. I'm assuming we're doing it on Adonis, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. And um, I so- couldn't agree more with you. Like They did so good. Like, even, like, how we pointed out, um how Caleb pointed out that even if you haven't seen the first two creeds, you can still follow along with Adonis's story, and I think that's what I appreciate so much about this movie is that it gives you, uh like, what you need to know that is what happened in the past, but the emotional journey that Adonis goes on in this movie from dealing with... You know, him having to come to come back from retiring uh, to dealing with the loss of his mom. Just shit is just thrown at him left to right. It's freaking ridiculous. And the fact that he's able to work through it all and get to the point that he is when we uh, get to the uh, end credits um, is just truly amazing of how strong of a character um, he is. And I've loved watching his journey um throughout these three movies and especially in this one this one is my favorite uh when it comes to his character development so yeah it I'm really I'm pretty freaking high uh for character development I don't know about you
1: I don't blame you in the slightest there like they they did exactly what they needed to do for the second like where. With the first, we get that introduction and just kind of ride that train of who Adonis is. This breaks down who he is to his core and then just builds off of that like so well, like it it breaks it like literally just breaks it down where he's living this super successful life, super happy life with his family and something comes into his life that just throws a big old wrench in there and having to see him deal with that on top of his past traumas and everything else in between and like you see him struggle with like with everything and he uses boxing to build himself back up like just to kind of tear him down just like fix what needs to be broken or or what fix what what is broken inside of him deal with that and come out victorious out the other side like it's such a good story at least like based off character and this is this is one if they were to announce that no more Creed movies were going to be made, I I'm bummed. I'd be bummed, but completely understand.
0: Oh, don't be bummed. Michael B. Jordan already announced that Creed Four is definitely happening. Is it happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. he announced uh, last month.
1: This is going to be an interesting one, then. <laughs> yeah, actually, I there. Okay, I will say this there there is they open the door for a story to be told there and i if they go this route i'm going to be beyond thrilled i'm hoping that they do a time jump and show adonis training amara that yep I'll,
0: that I'm is the, the only story
1: thing. that i will accept
0: uh, <laughs> fair i mean same here <laughs> Same
1: here. That yeah, that is the only story that I am prepared to see. Ugh. If they do not do that, I'm going to be real pissed.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh man.
1: So, so I so like I said, there there is room. I'm not going to let the the fact that there's a fourth one just detract me but i they did a, a really good job kind of capping off adonis's story i think adonis's story is done agreed um i think maybe like oh, i said with a with a fourth i think there is some room but i don't think he should be the focus yeah i think it needs to be his daughter and training her and all the shit that that can struggles that he can deal with there yep. so I I agreed I had to do it I swear to you dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to do it it's at least like, once I will drop out of this
1: <laughs> <laughs> immediately <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so I mean character development wise I think they did a fantastic job they really did it's definitely on like higher in in my book. Um, where are you
0: sitting? I would say like I'm a tad below acting, so I think I'm gonna go a ninety four.
1: I think I might be with you there. I think I'm sitting at like a ninety three. All right. All right. Next up, we got effects, which for this this wasn't very special effects heavy at all. I don't think. I mean.
0: This is just more stunt work and and whatnot. I will say, and I think it's like in all three, I appreciate that um, they use the Phantom cameras in this movie when it comes to um, someone getting punched in the face. Like hardcore, because I, f- I I'm pretty sure it's only with the Phantom camera that you can actually like literally see the skin like come off of someone's face. And it's just so perfect for a box for like any boxing movie. So I love that they're. I'm assuming they're using Phantom cameras for that, um, because it just adds so much more uh, brutality to uh, how like messed up boxing can be. It's freaking insane. No
1: kidding, there. Like, dude, that freaking shot where they both were just wrecked each other across the face. Yeah. That was just picture perfect
0: right oh so good but also ow yeah boxing looks like it sucks (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) dude especially whenever like someone goes for like the freaking ribs i'm like oh yeah that's one of the biggest reasons why i would never do that shit f that yeah dude i i
1: I feel like I, i talk a big game i don't know if i could handle getting punched in the in the gut Right. Well, actually, I think I could take body shots pretty well. I don't know if I could take a, f- a shot to the head very
0: well. All right, we're gonna test this when I come out next. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have an all bros boxing match. We're gonna film it. It's gonna be awesome. So do look forward
1: not to that, even attempt like that is something we. Let's <laughs> like, say that that's something we're gonna do. <sighs> we both oh, know shit. that's a lie. Do not yeah. lie to our
0: audience members. Okay, I'm sorry. Freaking asshole! But I already, but I, I would even put my money on Caleb because I know Caleb could kick my ass. So <laughs> I wouldn't, re, dude. I've never been in a fight in my life. I'll give you that. Then okay. See, <laughs> yeah. So, I think you got this in the bag. Fair. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: give you that then. <laughs> Ugh. So what are you thinking, like effects wise? Because I mean, this movie is just killer. Like the the action, it's so cool. The stunt work like, was amazing. It like really just, was the physicality that both Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors were able to portray. Like their hits felt like, like felt powerful.
2: Like mm. every hit oh, yeah. that
1: landed
0: was just yeah, it, it felt was... like oh damn <laughs> so yeah dude i'm i'm really high with this one too you know i think i'm going to be the same as writing we go a 92 i
1: think i'm a tad lower i think i'm sitting at like a 90 with this one fair enough all right next up we got music i think it's a
0: killer soundtrack
1: the soundtrack was really good they, I don't think it's I have a hard time I, thinking it's in the nine or ten range oh yeah i'm I'm at an eight that's exactly where I'm at yeah. too yeah. it was it enhanced the scenes significantly yeah and like I'm super impressed with everything that they pulled off um with the music it's just I think it was just missing some like bangers. That's fair. And can I say, I am really glad that they didn't throw in the Rocky theme song like they did in the (sighs) previous two.
0: I was too. I don't think they set out to do this, but you can definitely tell that they try to separate this one from the first two and showcasing that, hey, we don't always have to associate ourselves with the Rocky franchise. Even though this is called Creed, it doesn't always have to be linked back to Rocky. And I loved that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Like I
1: said, that was my issue with, like, the... uh, That was a big issue that I had with the first two. I'm just like, I don't know if you should have been playing Rocky. Or, like, the the theme song of Rocky. It's just...
0: And the fact that they wouldn't even play the full thing. That irritated me. So it's like, play the whole damn thing. Come on, please. (sighs) So... Eight, eight is well-deserved. I think,
1: honestly, if they would have thrown in the theme song, I probably would have bumped it down to a seven.
0: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'll agree with that. I'll agree.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Costumes.
0: I mean, they're, they were really... The, the way that I'm, like, grading the costumes is, like, how, like, like their shorts, I guess, looked Like, the design... That's, like, one of my biggest things, was the design of each of their, like, shorts, which... Frickin looked badass especially I liked how Damien's actually had like a freaking diamond on it that was freaking awesome um especially I also liked how the E for Dame wasn't even like a full E it was just three lines but you know that's that's how you know like E is done in, in some iterations um so I really like that um and then Adonis's looked great um yeah, no, like all, even, um, freaking, uh, Chavez's, especially. Those looked really, really cool.
1: Dude, they did some great shit with these costumes. The, like, for one, freaking Creed shorts were the shit. I love that they kept the, the somewhat, like, the style. Like, obviously, like, his shorts were all white, but they ha- still had, like, the stars and stripes on them.
0: Yes. I like, I that. love
1: that detail. Um, I loved his, his robe when he was walking out to that final match was the shit. I want that robe. Dude, that's a bitchin' robe. Yeah. Like, it's just very muted colors. Like, all... It's just like someone went in and turned... The, the brightness on those on the colors like just way down and it looked so cool. And like and Damien, like he even looked cool. Like there were there were no misses with this damn movie, dude. No, there was not. Like it was so good. I the the again it's just the contrast between the two. Is was so cool to watch. Like, how Damien's wearing just all black shorts and Adonis is fighting in all white. Like, it's just... The symbolism there, everything... Like, there was nothing I didn't like about this, these outfits. Same here. Like, and... Yeah, I'm trying... Like, I'm looking through some pictures right now. I can't see a single thing that wasn't perfect. Like, and even some of like the the clothes that he wore outside of the ring, like, were really cool. Yeah. And like how I even think like how they changed Jonathan Major's um outfits from when he was like just sparring, where he was wearing real raggedy clothes. And then after he became champ he was wearing like higher end stuff like i thought those costume changes were fantastic agreed um it does bring up the que- like the only thing it does bring up the question though how much money do you get from being the champion cuz he went from like freaking on parole to
0: living in a freaking penthouse yeah dude straight up um, so I'm, pre- I'm, I'm assuming a pretty, uh, good amount. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that was a
1: freaking ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just like, dude, weren't you just living in a place with
0: like a big ass box TV? <laughs> yeah. He's, he was, just living in like, w- like a shitty apartment that like, is probably like on like the fifth floor, shit like that. Yeah. So, f- ugh.
1: Costumes here were freaking
0: fantastic. The question is,
1: are you at an 8, a 9, or a 10? I think I'm leaning more towards a 9. Same here. Alright, last up we got our own personal scores. Who should take this one? I'm good with either. Don't may take it? You're running the show, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Okay, well if I'm running the show, how about you take it? (laughs) Alright.
1: I, I will say I'm not, I have never been the biggest fan of boxing movies. There's been a few standouts with me or just like fighting movies in general that, like I said, there's been a few standouts, um, not very many. Like I, I think I've only seen maybe one Rocky movie and that was Rocky Balboa. And honestly, wasn't super impressed with it. <laughs> um, I I did really like uh, Warrior. Uh, that one was with Tom Hardy. Really liked that movie. Um, I also really liked. Oh, I'm thinking about it too hard now. I'm, I'm not going to remember. Um, oh, here comes the boom with Kevin James.
0: Oh yeah,
1: I freaking love that movie. <laughs> so, I've never seen it. Oh, it's good.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out.
1: Yeah. So I like those are the the big like fighter movies that come off the top of my head. Ones that I actually really liked. Um, and I'm adding Creed to this list. I'm adding this one, and I'm adding the first one. The second one, meh. But I can I can see myself going back and watching one and three over and over and over again, like it it is so good, and three is just a masterclass of how to freshen up how these movies feel. So I I, I went in not expecting too much because I was either thinking it was going to be a little bit better than two or slightly worse than two so like i said didn't go in with super high hopes but i came out really impressed and i freaking loved it so i'm sitting at a solid 90
0: um so i i absolutely agree with everything caleb said um i have never seen a rocky movie like i said earlier um, so this, this Creed franchise, or sorry, this Creed trilogy was my first introduction, uh, to, uh, not only this world, but these characters, um, and I've loved being along for the ride, um, even though I watched the, all three in a weekend, or almost a weekend, literally, uh, it's, it's insane. Um, I didn't have to wait, uh, two to three years after each one, which I was glad about, uh, enjoy uh this franchise as much as i as i did um and especially coming out of the second one which wasn't as good uh, as the first one i uh was kind of like caleb i was skeptical about this third one but i had my hopes and michael b jordan blew it out of the water with his uh, first directorial debut uh fantastic fantastic third movie um his performance jonathan majors especially oh my god he's both are a powerhouse and just they both bring bring their all, along with Tessa Thompson. Just incredible performances by all three. Um, and just, such, like I said, such a great story. Amazing character development. And just, yeah, I just had such a good time with this third one. This is the one that I will be going to visit quite often, revisit quite often. Just because I had such a great time with this one. I, I enjoyed the absolute hell out of it. Um, so... I'm going to be slightly above Caleb. Um, maybe this might be like really above Caleb. Um, I'm going to go a 93. Nice. All right. Well,
1: with that, um, going through our categories real quick. Story uh, is sitting at a 92.5. Writing is slightly below that, like barely any, sitting at a 92. Um, Acting scored uh, pretty decently, sitting at a 95. Uh, Character development is sitting at a 93.5. Effects is sitting at a 91. Music was probably our lowest category, sitting at an 8 out of 10. And our costumes was bumped up by one point, sitting at a 9 out of 10. And then our personal score averaged out to a 91.5. So, with that. All of that added up. The final all bros letter grade for Creed 3 has come to A. A minus.
0: Yes. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, this was a good one. Like a damn good one. Um, so v- I'm personally very happy with the uh, with the score here. Yeah, so it is sitting at a ninety-one point three one percent. So with that, that puts it. Should we go above or below first? Do we usually do below first or above? I, can't remember. I don't know. We, I, I I think I'm pretty decent about switching it off, but uh, let's
0: start with below then this time. All right. So
1: it is sitting below. Coco, which is at a 91.4. It is sitting below the Batman, which is at a 91.62. It's also below Logan, which is at a 91.81. It's below Our Friend, which is at a 92.12. And then finally, it is below the Eternals, which is at a 92.25.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's going to piss a lot of people off.
1: Pro- <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, going the opposite direction now, it is sitting above Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which is adding oh, 91.2. It is above Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is adding 91.12. Uh, it's above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is adding 91.1 uh it's also above how to train your dragon the hidden world which is about or at a 91 and then finally it is above everything everywhere all at once which is at a 90.93 holy shit it's above that wow yep i'm i'm okay with that i'm okay I'm with it that. too i think what what set this above was maybe music Okay. I think um Creed did enough to get like with the music to go higher than everything everywhere. Yeah, that's fair. Um the one that's kind of standing out to me might be The Batman, but I mean the margins there are so close like it's not it's not like crazy or anything. Yeah. Like before you get like a full percentage away it's, uh, oh, I guess the Eternals is technically right there, because it's like right above Eternals mm. is Elvis, and so Elvis is a full percentage higher than Creed three. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, and then go in the opposite direction, so that'd be like, a- oh, it's like a ridiculous amount of movies. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, before you get a full percentage away, so the first movie that it gets to, so, like I said, Creed 3 is at 91.31. To get to a 90.3, you'd have to be at 1917, and that is 14 movies before you're a full percentage away.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. God
1: damn. So, it... Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's just like the difference is so minimal. So I mean, I know we have these rankings, and it's all like fun and games. But literally, like whatever you're upset about, it's it's highly unlikely that it's even a full percentage away. Yeah. From like each other. Yeah. Like whoever's upset that. Let's see. Like we have avengers infinity war higher than maybe that was a poor example <laughs> oh my god <laughs> nice try yeah so okay maybe maybe this like whoever's upset that may maybe everywhere everything everywhere all at once is higher than the matrix the difference between those isn't even a f- it's barely over half a percentage Wait, did I do that math right? I probably didn't. Okay, it's a little over a full or half a percentage. So where everything everywhere is at a 90.9, the matrix is at a 90.2. Okay. So it's a 0.7 difference. So barely over half. Like 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 we've said time and time again, these margins are so ridiculously close. So it's like the percentage doesn't really even matter. It's just more for, for fun. Because we like to see where these rank up. But all in all, at the end of the day, this movie is an A- movie. And it
0: is... It's in a really good home. Agreed. Uh, Well, unless you got anything else uh, you want to say about Creed 3? Nope. Other than that, go check it out. Yes. Seriously, guys. If you haven't seen it, get your ass up and go see it. Um... Well, if you want to follow and subscribe to us, where uh, wow, I butchered that. Sorry. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, uh, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the whole nine yards. We're all there. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. Uh, you can follow us on social media uh, or email us if you have a, an idea uh, for an episode, uh, if you want to qu- answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us. That is uh, the best way to contact us, and we would love to have anybody on. Um, so we got Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The All Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The All and our email is theallbroschannel at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check out our website, uh, you can find it at tinyurl.com forward slash TheAllBros. Or if you want to go check out our merch store, you can find us at tpublic.com forward slash user bros channel. Uh, next week on the podcast, we'll be breaking down Scream 6, which I am so excited for. I am um, i don't know when you're going to go see it, but uh, I think I'm. me and Christina are going to go see it Thursday, uh, just to avoid... Uh, spoilers on who isn't gonna make it out of this one.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to try for Monday. Okay. Yeah, just because I I went to go see Creed yesterday, so going to see two movies in one week is, <laughs> is a bit of a an ask. So I, I think I'm, I'm shooting for uh,
0: for Monday. Hell yeah, very nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so you guys can look forward to that. Next week, uh, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we'll catch you guys next week. So long. And